Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to Recommendation Game, Film of the Week podcast, where we take turns to pick a movie that the other person hasn't seen. We watch the movie and then we meet yeah, to discuss it. You I got remember, there. yeah, after 22 <laughs> episodes. <laughs> At least. Uh, today is a special. Well, first of all, I'm Ricardo Deacon. I'm Orla Magnus. And today we're joined by a special guest and friend of the podcast, <laughs> Alexandra Matoshko. Hello, everyone. Happy to be here. Thank you for joining us. And uh, as it is uh, customary, uh, she chose the film. Uh, it is Heart of a Dog from 1988, directed by, like, first of all, audience, this is the first time that I'm butchering names in front of somebody yeah. that can actually <laughs> speak the language. Our first, so. our first Russian movie, and it's a doozy. So, no, you've forgotten again about Come and See, but I don't blame you. You, <laughs> know, there's a reason, you know there's a reason for that. <laughs> Selected memory. Uh, it is directed by Vladimir Portko. Like, I'm not looking at Alex to make sure that <laughs> I can get through these She's names. She's judging you. <laughs> Screenplay by Natalia Bortko. Based on Heart of a Dog by Mikhail Bulgakov. Starring Yevgeniev. <laughs> Yevstigneyev. <laughs> uh, Keep going, you're doing so good. Boris Plotnikov, uh, Vladimir Tolokonivkov, and Nina Ruslanova. Music by Vladimir Dashkevich, cinematographed by Yuri Shagardanov, and edited by Lena Semyonova. Well done. Very good. Like uh, the last name s- sounds like Radio Nova. Semyonova! <laughs> Uh, the synopsis of the film is so uh, <laughs> Professor Probraevsky and his colleague play some human parts into a dog named Sharik. Soon the dog transforms into a human. Short, sweet, simple. I like as well that for some reason the word dog is in italics. <laughs> it's like interesting formatting as always. Ricardo. I just copy and paste it. <laughs> that is the extent my of my work. <laughs> I'm not it's taking so, credit. It's so important the work you do though. Sure, I watched the movie as well <laughs> every week. So, uh, Alex, why did you choose this film? So, I guess first, uh, I have to give a disclaimer that I am myself Ukrainian, I am a Russian speaker, though. Though I'm not Russian, but I am a Russian speaker, it's my native language. And uh, the movie was still made in the Soviet Union, and I was still born in it, so it was kind of a universal language. So, that kind of makes sense why. I have an attachment to this movie and I would know it so well. And I guess there is a f- several different reasons why it's um, it was kind of a favorite. So first of all, I guess it's a bit of a family favorite. Not sure about my mom, but I think my dad probably would say that it's his favorite movie. I think I heard him quote it like so many times. It's very quotable though. Yeah, like <laughs> for so many reasons. Um, so I guess it's... I. I, even before I saw it, I probably heard quotes from it, even then. And second of all, it's um, just this historical significance of it. Uh, the satire that it's uh, basically a satire of a new Soviet man uh, at that very strange era. Like For me, I'm endlessly fascinated with that time period after the revolution. In this case, it was let's say, a softer time before the proper repressions from Stalin kicked in. Mm. Didn't quite kick in. This was actually a NAP, which is new economical politics, so, so-called. So so it was like a sort of softening of the regime. It was a bit of a market economy 
period. Uh, so let's say some of the writers were able to exist and do some slightly more extreme stuff that later there will be not allowed to do at all. Mm. And uh, it's uh, brings this whole concept to the front in a, like in a very clever way, like talking about what happened and uh, this crazy change in the society was so rapid and it's just portraying it uh, the way I, I find it very, like very profound. Mm. And um, just generally, I think it's just uh, as, as a movie itself, uh, it's very well made. I love that it's in sepia as well. So like kind of to evoke the period yeah. of the time. And uh, as you see, like they also show some actual silent movies of the era inside the movie itself when the characters are in the, in the cinema. Mm. And it's just, it, it helps to evoke it as much as possible. And just they have the costumes and um, like the dresses and all of that is thing is fitting in very well. The casting is very spot on, at least for all the main characters. And finally, this is based on uh, the novel by one of my favorite authors, Bulgakov. Mm. Uh, it's probably one of the best known classics of Russian literature in the world. I guess a little bit secondary to, in terms of, uh, let's say, uh, knowledge in the world to Tolstoy or Dostoevsky, so Chekhov. So it's, I guess, fewer people know about it, mm. but still the very fact that this movie, there is another um, major adaptation from Italy. It happened uh, before this one, more than oh. ten, 10 years before. Interesting. Uh, so that uh, kind of shows uh, its its significance and it's still being put in place. I think there's even yeah, an opera. A lot of theater, yeah. It seems so, to be adapted a lot. Like I didn't know that at all until like after I'd watched the movie, like how often it's adapted. Adapted by the kills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they do have a song uh, called Heart of a Dog based on the uh, on the book. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh yeah, actually I didn't know that that was inspired by that, so I was yeah. impressed uh, yeah, by it. They're well read <laughs> as well. Oh uh, yeah, and just uh, yeah, I actually read the book after I've seen in the movie already a few times. Mm. So it's close enough, but I think it's it's a like as an adaptation as far as an adaptation goes, like they added in the right elements to it mm. to make sure that uh it works very well. So because the the book itself is a diary. Oh, okay. So like the one of the main characters, Bormental, it's his diary. This is how everything oh, is told. Interesting, yeah. So uh but yeah, it, it would of course be missing certain elements to make it visual. So I think mm. uh the author of screenplay, uh, Natalia Bortko did a good job into adding in the I think she's elements. the wife of the director as well. Uh, oh really? Probably yes. Like uh I didn't read too much in the, the background of it because uh I knew that you were somewhat familiar with the background of both the novel and the making of the movie so I was <laughs> you like, were just lazy then yeah <laughs> i don't have to do any work no i just wanted to like discover things through the podcast rather than uh, read moment. wikipedia kind of thing yeah no that's true it's much more interesting <laughs> uh so uh orla what did you think of the movie um well at weed uh alex had given us a few options and i was thinking earlier i was like one of them was uh mother or mother and uh, mark. Yeah. <laughs> uh which i think would have been interesting after doing l last week but um i was just thinking earlier and i was like i am so glad that we picked this one because chances are we're probably going to watch mother at some point it's not going to be a hard thing to stumble across whereas i can't imagine when or how i would have ever found this movie if it wasn't for you know 
Alex and you know well basically our podcast is great that's my, my main point but uh, <laughs> isn't it class but uh, <laughs> when drug Ricardo comes up with good ideas every so often <laughs> every so often <laughs> 70 episodes later um, I've got I've come to the conclusion but uh, yeah this like it's just a, such an interesting movie like it, it is as you describe it, it it sounds like you know crazy like this mad mashup of all these things and it was funny like last week when we were talking about um about L and how that you know like that's such a strange genre mix up and there's so many things going on here like the the satire the the strange like all underneath this like sort of facade of sci-fi and fantasy and like all the things underneath but like also like strange like kind of social realism at points and like it it's this blend of all these these mad things together and it somehow all works like and I just sometimes watching it I was like this is such a mad like journey of like strange like elements that somehow work as as one uh i think pretty much like from from the opening like the 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 first like 20 minutes of this are are so stark and like with this strange like wry kind of commentary or narration and it's like you know of like the dog himself like and his hit that guy the voice the guy who plays the dog is so great like just so wry and sarcastic and like bitter and like just describing the scenes of his life and everything and like how like his like um even like how you know uh he disapproves of the doctor in the house and it's a house of like sin and ill repute and um and like all the scenes like introducing the doctors uh and all his like crazy patients and like the oh it, it's just like it, it it really kind of like sets it up as as like one thing and then it slowly develops into something quite different like this real kind of aggressive satire um but uh yeah and like i think it's 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 not televisual at all like i think if you didn't if you didn't um know that it was a tv movie you wouldn't know like cuz i mean i think that the the um the influence of like soviet cinema and is very very clear here and like I think this is a very good like you kind of said that it's such a good period piece like it really evokes the time and I think like this might be the least 80s movie <laughs> of all the 80s movies because I didn't actually know that it was 1988 and I was watching it and I was like when was this made? It's slightly like, less 80s than To Live and Die in LA. <laughs> just just a little I mean you know they share a similar soundtrack um, but like and like the strange like you know the the academy ratio and the the the, the like weird sapia but like no sapia you've ever seen before and sapia is there a sapia i think it's sapia sepia i don't know you know <laughs> potato potato no idea. um but uh like they're, they're just like some some really stunning shots and like straight out of the 20s as well like whenever like the shots of her in the cinema like the way her face is like oh just beautifully lit and like the big eyes and the, you know like the the close-ups in this because it is like four by three as well that it's there's they're so like the close-ups are so prominent uh, i love all the the element of cinema in this as well that they keep going back to like how like, the importance of cinema and everything it's funny actually because uh, me and eileen have been watching um uh, made in chelsea always but strangely that's not relevant here um <laughs> although to be fair it's always relevant shout out to felipe um we've been watching uh, season five like the most recent season of the americans uh which is kind of an interesting kind of contrast of like uh, obviously that's that's 80s as well and the whole like um 
it's such an interesting show but um and then you know there's so much stuff going on with russia in general kind of a bit obsessed with russia at the moment um but this is like such an interesting time and like i didn't know i didn't know anything about the book or anything um but like i didn't know that this was actually written in in 1925 and i was like what it's like it's 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 almost like way down it's like or it's almost like orwellian or, or or something and it's like prescience and it's just really really like interesting time and very like interestingly um adapted i think as well because it's, it's quite a straight adaption isn't it like it's it's uh, quite similar to the well, like like i said it's it's a diary yeah so it's they had to add extra stuff like the, the woman for example i don't think there was because he wasn't talking about her yeah so he, kinda... he, he looks a little bit stalky as well at times like you're just looking at I her staring follow- when he followed her down the street i was like no i thought it was a little weird i was like what are you doing like he's she's just people. like get away from me because yeah. like when they're in the cinema it's almost kind of sweet because he's like oh and then when she shows up at the house later and he's just like oh. i love um his character so much like the um, like some of the best scenes are his like altercations with um with uh, what's his name and like whenever he produces the gun and he just kicks it out of his hand. So oh, yeah. so cool. Some just really fantastic like like really physical fight scenes. Um, but like it's mad like cause pretty much the entire movie is in this weird flat. You know, like all their all, all the seven few... rooms of it. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> the decadence <laughs> like and a bathroom don't forget the bathroom uh yeah it's 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 interesting as well the like the the characters themselves and the kind of the the, the sort of slow kind of change and in, in how you kind of you're introduced to the to the to the doctor and like he, you know the professor and uh like you know he's, he's just he's so likable because he's so like you know he's so sarcastic and so like uh, he's such a like rebel in his own way and like you know the, all the scenes where he's just, like talking about there's so much food in this movie which I always love uh, and vodka as well just you know and the, the proper like the the kind of old school um, proper way to, to like taste and, and like all the, the, the rituals of it and stuff and I, I just love that shit but um, um, like as he's just con- you know constantly giving his like <laughs> endless speeches about how the world should be and, and his poor long suffering partner but um it's uh the kind of the the, the actual scene of of the surgery itself is is like kind of like properly comical and also so disturbing yeah like the strange matter of factness of it and it's because it, you're kind of watching it and you're like yeah. this is really fucked up and you're like you know you think as you, you, know, you describe it like the transplanting into a dog that's so funny but as you watch it you're like you know, because you've kind of become attached to the dog and you're like, this is really quite dark. And as it progresses and like they're, they, they're the darker sides of their nature kind of becomes more apparent. But um, uh, it is just so funny as well. Like there are some, like not even just really like funny lines, but um, even like physical comedy and like little looks and it's just very, very well acted, I think. And just really the least televisual thing. Like I can't stress that enough. So did you like it? Um, <laughs> lukewarm. Uh, no, I I did. Um, I obviously did really really like it. Um, I think that I think it might be a little bit too long. Like there, the fact because it is, it's divided into to two parts as well, which is kind of funny. I kind of like when things like a have, TV. Yeah, thing, I, I so. like that. It yeah, it's kind of like a two part. Um, but I like when things sort of have like a, like a, almost like an intermission or something. But um, I do think that when it got like the beginning of the second half, it it's a bit slow. I think after the first half, which is so great. I think it's like 
it, it's a bit slow to get going again, but by the end, like, it has such a perfect ending as well of, like, the dog sitting in, like, his, his little, like, you know, epilogue. Uh, but yeah, I did. I really liked it. <laughs> it was just... I'm glad. Just really... It's one of those things where you're like, you really don't see stuff like this that often. When you watch something like this, you're like, this is just, you know, proper experience of, of like, cinema and all the, the things and, like... Well, all the things that can evoke um see i really liked it. ricardo <laughs> what do you think of the film well like uh i don't know what to add now <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, first of all like uh it's like it seems the three of us are very interested in this period of history uh, yeah definitely i think it's also it was quite interesting to uh, to watch a, a satire uh, not only in the context of russia nowadays but also having watched uh, death of stalin quite recently yeah. Uh, and what I like about uh, good, it's, uh, good satires are satires that take no prisoners, that are not just focused on one side of society. And this movie both uh, takes to task the Soviet regime of the time and the, the idea of communism as a concept, but also uh, the opposite. Uh, it takes to task the, the other option that is mm. capitalism. Um, it, it deals with both sides with equal rancor and cynicism in a way that mm. I really enjoyed. In a, in a way, it's a movie against systems more than anything. I, and almost has an anarchist edge to it that I quite enjoyed. That yeah. it's, uh, even the, the way the Sharik, uh, it's somewhat uh, um, that you become, like become, he becomes kind of the audience uh surrogate because he's the person you understand more than the other people yeah. because they're like trapped in their own systems and it's kind of an outlier yeah and also like the idea of being like all the the ritualistic ideas of everything that one is the is the rituals of society and the other is the the rituals of bureaucracy like i've read an awful lot about uh about that period in history like the interwar period in russia and the film that sparked my interest in it was the really crappy cartoon Anastasia. Oh my god! I was only saying we were watching the Americans. I was like, we have to watch Anastasia. It's so great. John Cusack and like Meg Ryan, isn't it? Who's Rasputin in it? But it's it's ridiculous. I, oh, oh, I, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Knowing the history now, when I watch it old as an older person, uh, it was on Netflix, oh. I think, and I was like, what? Oh my god, they are. <laughs> They are glorifying those stars as if they were like angels of yeah. something. Yeah, it's like, oh, Come the poor on. family all killed and torn apart. Poor <laughs> Anastasia cast out. Like, they brought Rasputin onto themselves. Like, honestly, <laughs> they did. So. But, like, uh, it, it, but <laughs> I love that movie. That it came so from a place of ignorance that, that I was what? like, oh, I didn't want, I just wanted to, like, when I heard about Anastasia or whatever, I just wanted to see if there was any truth to the movie. And then, uh, like, I kind of reverse engineered myself into, like, understanding the situation. Because I had, up to that point, already had read quite a lot about the First World War, but mainly from the Western the side. The side, yeah. Uh, but... Uh, coming to it like th that is the most interesting part as well like just after the civil war ended that is when the the actual russian and the soviet state actually became what it would become mm. and uh, like the other book that, like the other movie that uh, this reminded me of in parts was dr shivago uh, yeah yeah like especially definitely. when they're dividing the the houses because mm. he's a doctor as well etc but um 
actually I haven't read the book of Dr. Shivago because my brother read the book first and mm. said the the film is an abomination compared to the book and I don't want to which f- which adaptation though there's so many of Dr. Well, like the, the the David Lean one the, yeah. the the one with Omar Sharif mm. like the Omar Sharif was the the old version of Antonio Banderas. So there's like anything that is not American, you get a Marjorie to play. <laughs> like he's played German, Russian, Egyptian, <laughs> Swedish, whatever. Some, somehow pulls it off. Uh. And um, but coming back to this movie, uh, uh, first of all, like I love uh, like science fiction movies that are like high concept, mm. and they just take their ideas a matter of fact. They don't try to over-explain why mm. something will happen. We're just doing the surgery. Yeah, now. there's no. <laughs> it's like the difference between like, uh, uh, like I really want to read the book because yeah. uh, after seeing this, it's the difference between why I didn't like uh, Time Machine by H.G. Wells yeah. because it's just over-explaining this fake science. Yeah, well, instead of just saying like you have elegant. a time machine and then just use it as the themes. Mm. And. Uh, uh, it is uh, very quotable and hilarious, <laughs> and uh, the the performances are like all down the yeah. the, the 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 line. Great, and like you mentioned, that there's moments that it looks like silent cinema, even mm-hmm. uh, in the sometimes, but even like Chaplin and stuff. Like there's moments with the snow that reminded me of like uh, the Gold Rush, yeah, when he's in the in the house and stuff, and. Uh, it really holds up to the to the idea of cinema when it it's strange because this is the second guest that picks a TV movie and there were two of the least t- televisual movies that we've done because uh, the the Trapman's contract was made by ITV as well. Oh my god, yeah. And that it, is not television either. Also, a very interesting period piece. And uh, for this, the only it's weird. It's the only time so far in this podcast that I'm absolutely. Usually when I don't like the ending of a movie, yeah, I I can kind of sort out why I don't like it or whatever. I think no no no, but let me say this is that thematically the ending is perfect, but at the same time it somehow seems like a cop on plot wise. So yeah. like the the reversion to I think the it dark might be stage, a pacing thing. Yeah, it might mm. be, but at the same time it's like it's so perfect in a thematic yeah. uh, way that he that science brings this man into the world and it's so easy as well and it's also like the most easy the easiest decision to do and is this two men of science that and so they could have done it as soon as sharik started acting the bollocks Mm. but uh but in this case it's not like they just let it run until it comes to like (laughs) they can't let it run anymore (laughs) Uh, they give him legs kind of thing yeah. I, I thought that the the entire bit about him ha- hating cats like, oh my was god just brilliant there's the first line he says about cats whenever he's first being brought in like still as a dog into the house and he's just like was it like doorman or something almost as bad as cats <laughs> it's like oh my god that's so funny I actually have not <laughs> laughed so hard uh, at, like in <laughs> a long time as when uh, he locks himself in the bathroom <laughs> looking for the cat and breaks the both the the light and the tap so like they flood the entire flat if you can't get oh, out it the... made me think of paddington yeah and the, oh yeah the the first paddington they stole it they stole it i love pop film as well oh my god oh why are you brushing your teeth with those uh, ear cleaners or whatever it is oh. 
Uh, but yeah, like uh, uh, like I said, uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think that there's a lot to to unpack on it as well. Like, uh, first of all, I just wanted to ask you, like, uh, because you were born under Alex. Uh, I always forget that the audience can't see me pointing at <laughs> He's gesturing at her right now. <laughs> that uh, you you might have like uh, uh, not precisely like exactly vivid memories of the Soviet era, but. Uh, do you think that like it was uh, at the end of it because it's the other interesting concept that it's a film made about the beginning of Soviet Union mm. made in the second last year of it as an entity and do you think that from what it's present in the film is it does it did it still work as a critique for what it came to the end let's say or is it more a critique of how you got to the point of living at that time um, I think it works as a critique still now. Mm. And when what you see what's happening in Russia, yes. in some ways also, let's say when you talk about bureaucracy in Ukraine, it's like so close to that. So um, I think it's it's still critique now, yes. Mm. And when you talk about being it being made 88, well, the reason being is that the book was actually only first published in Russia, wow, like eighty-seven or eighty-seven, yeah. because it was not it was banned mm. simply because the whole perestroika thing loosened all of this kind of uh, opened these doors, mm. and you could actually do things like that. You could actually make a movie like that, which you couldn't make still a few years back. Mm. It, it wouldn't. It, they would let it through because its satire was way too obvious mm. in so many ways. So uh, I think we are living with the consequences of this still today mm. on the fact that for 70 years it was frozen so like like the country couldn't develop as it would normally develop so instead of uh like other countries would go th from for example having a kingdom to slowly some kind of some form of democracy um step by step the step whole, by step yeah. yeah like and for us it was just no it was stopped so you it's now still at this stage when it's kind of has a something between a tsar uh, and uh, kind of like uh, the chief of the party mm -hmm. and there is some religion element to it and they kind of mix it all in one because it's it, it never really went its normal uh, like natural developmental way yeah. so I think it's uh, it, it not only it was pretty obvious and I that's why my father loves it as well just because it's just tells so many truths so many of course, it's you could say it's like simplifying it, but that's satire. So of course, it's in a sense it is yeah. simplifying uh, what happened. But yeah, it's. I can only imagine uh, for him how it must be to like having watched something made in uh, in the Soviet Union like this after like so many years that he probably wouldn't have been able to see something in his native language that would mm. be as biting as that. Uh, like it must have been like completely like. It's beyond my yeah. powers of imagination to not live in a world that you can just walk into a theater and watch a movie that is not entirely sanctioned by the government yeah. and approved. Because like even this one, it's approved by the Minister of Culture or whatever, because most of your films were, well, all Soviet films had to be approved. But yeah, uh, and well, what, do you, like, uh, what did you think of the... Um, uh, of like the actual portrayal of society in, in the movie like uh, uh, I don't know how much you know about mm. like post-Sarit Russia but like, <laughs> not a whole lot 
but like uh, because there's a lot of in this movie that I really liked uh, having read Tolstoy and mm. Dostoevsky about how important even like names used to be in the oh I love that previous yeah, the, culture kind yeah. of thing that is like you refer to me by my first name and my suffix is it yeah. like uh, uh, and I, uh, I don't know exactly like how you just it's called the well, we call it, it's called patronymic. So it's yeah. normally, if you want to be res- respectfully addressing someone. So I would be, for example, Alexandra Andreevna. Yeah. Because Andre is my father's name. Yeah. So that would be, and if you have a teacher, usually that's how you would, because there is not so much, we don't have like so much Mr. Mrs. Mm. So you will refer to your teacher in such a way. Uh, so the doctor's like formal... father had the same name as himself. That's why like he has like, was it Peter was it the the name of the character again? Uh, uh, uh the professor's f- first name and yeah, Philip. Yeah, Philip Filipovic. Yeah. yeah, yes, yes. It's 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 like I probably you have it here as well, like calling someone after grandma or father. Like, mm, so yes. yeah, carrying a name down. Yeah, this is exactly yeah. That's the case, which I find very really weird. Like, why would you want to have a lot of people with the same names in your family? But yeah, it is. But in the yeah. school in Brazil, there was a, like a, in Brazil you have like your first name and then your mother's surname and your father's surname. Mm. And a guy that I went to school with, his name was Rodrigo Rodriguez Rodriguez. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's just it's unwieldy. Like yeah. it becomes it's kind of like double barreling names, I suppose. It's kind of like, you know a similar kind of concept as well, and how they can start to become very unwieldy. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I I just like with a. Uh, the context of kind of like the the society at the time and everything. I really like the use of um, the singing yeah. in this. Like it's really powerful and like all the obviously like there it, it's such like it's a such aggressive kind of like satire and and how like you know these sort of like faceless followers and the indoctrination of these songs and like the marching and everything and um it, but it's just so interesting because like it's it's they're almost they're very beautiful as well like these really like you know aggressive songs like it it was just really interesting how and the fact that they're in the same building as well so he constantly hears them as he's downstairs he hears them playing and singing and like you know it's it's i find that like um i felt that they used it really well it was really interesting yeah and it's a very good uh uh, i think it's a good portrayal as well of the beginning of the cult of personality but also the cult of state in a Mm, way yeah Uh, that it became like we all just by singing that over and over mm. it becomes the it, like almost like your religion that's why i think the uh, communism was against religion in, in a way because it wasn't you your religion it, yeah. you couldn't yeah. have two yeah two but gods the, yeah <laughs> so the same never works. same same tools you know what i mean of, of indoctrination as used in in religion like religion. lenin called it uh, religion is an opium for the people <laughs> so he coined it for a reason <laughs> Funnily enough, I, I saw on Twitter that there's a, a, a nap game on your phone. That it's a, called Let's Embalm Lenin. That you embalm oh Lenin afterwards. And it, it steals is, all your data. As <laughs> you do that. It is. The, the it world does, we live in is it does seem It does seem that like Google Play and iTunes will, um, uh, or the Apple Store will basically, you know, they will like allow you to make an app on anything. Yeah. And you don't really have to explain its purpose, its use, or <laughs> what dark corners it may be delving into. Um, the other question I was going to ask you that you mentioned, Alex, again, me <laughs> just pointing in the air. Um, I need a little light in the podcast that I'll show off, like, who am I pointing to? That uh, You mentioned that you watched that when I was very young. I can't imagine, like, being able to have a process everything, maybe because I didn't have the context of yeah. living in there. But when you watched it first, how old would you have been, kind of? 
I don't I wouldn't be able to answer that so I probably caught it on TV here and there so I don't even know like I wouldn't know how old I was so it's that kind of movie that you almost feel like it's always been there because yeah yeah I mean it's I mean I was already here when it came out but I I didn't immediately see it yeah and uh, so I just like I I probably uh, not so many times I watched it from the very beginning to the very end Probably later when it was like on YouTube already and I yeah. wanted to watch something like this since I lived, lived here like a couple of times, including l- last time for the podcast that I saw it fully from the very beginning to yeah. the very end. And I, I think, you know, it was interesting to on your point that there was nothing coming out before that, um, you know, everything was sanctioned by the government, mm. which it was. But interestingly, you'd still have a lot of great cinema because the great because at that in that system only the best kind of got to really have this work mm, of yeah. making movies and they managed to make stuff that was uh, despite sometimes conforming with the rules uh, would be still very quite great and mm. there was another movie which I always found it surprising that it came out I think it was the end of the 70s uh, still and it's based on a play by a Soviet writer called To Kill a Dragon yeah and they actually the way so it's it's very subversive uh, there is a lancelot and the dragon but the dragon is like well there is not my real sky fi in there no real special effects but the dragon is also a man who looks like something like a nazi uh <laughs> with a like a scar on his face um also sounds great <laughs> and it's such a parable yeah and it's the whole idea was like well they have to once they kill a dragon they make uh like they want to like now bow to lancelot because they just need someone yeah and i was asking my dad how how could this be? It is just so obvious. I mean, it's a fairy tale for adults, <laughs> but we know that it's so obvious what it is. And he was just saying that, well, at that era already, people who were proving this were a bit too thick-skinned, not even thick-skinned, sorry, thick-brained, yeah. <laughs> to, get, to to see through it. You you package it as a fairy tale, and they'll just let it through. I, it's I it's love similar that. to like uh, McCarthy as the well. America, the... Because there'll be people that were not seen illiterate. Mm, not to, understanding to the, the language. Yeah, yeah. The, the, you go in and do like shit that like even pick up on South Street mm. or whatever that is just abusing McCarthyism. And <laughs> really blatantly. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just because it's like America in the end, <laughs> uh, the the censors would let it pass. That, yeah. uh, as long as you did a little bit of flag waving, uh, it was okay. Yeah. A sprinkle. Uh, I think that even like I I don't think this movie would have been able to be made even at that time if it didn't also criticize capitalism. That, yeah, and that like the professor comes out as a a very unsympathetic uh, character at the end. Even how like it reminded me even how parents deal with children when children it finally came up. Uh, grow up to be able to have their own thoughts and ideas mm. that is just incredibly dismiss like offhand just because I've been in this world longer than you have. Yeah, you know nothing. And I think that is also part of the reason, part and parcel of the reason why a revolution like happened in Russia and in other places where it happened that it's people that instead of hearing complaints or just put like literally put their hands over their ears and go la 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 you're you're wrong you're yeah. wrong you're wrong and then uh and this movie really uh in a very personal level uh, that's why i thought that it was like a good kind of counterpoint to death of stalin the death of mm, stalin that's is a really a, good example really like broad but in the political ma- machinations of soviet life well this really captures both the the internal the 
those machinations were also present in the day to day in like neighborhood politics as mm. well. And, uh, and also, it's like one of the few things the the Soviets did were kind of they given more rights to women than capitalists did at that time. Yeah. And that even uh, the, the professor in this movie is like, oh, I can't talk to a woman dressed like a man. <laughs> they, 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 like, he can't let go of that. Yeah. that he, every... keeps, he keeps mentioning it as well. And she's just like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, like, the, they, they were soldiers. They were, like, yeah. uh, doctors, scientists. Also showing that even uh, somebody that in that society, uh, it's who you know rather than what you do that yeah, really always in. and in the end it's it's the petty grievances yeah. that end up dictating life you know like the yeah the, it's like life is better when you can bring somebody to like <laughs> that you yeah. have the, the the lifeline like a fucking who wants to be a millionaire <laughs> yeah he can say whatever he wants because he can always just make a call and be like i have your medical files <laughs> because no one else does what he does yeah so that's kind of covers his ass in that sense like in many people uh, suffered a lot just because they just didn't have that connection so. yeah yeah i suppose people. not a lot of people put monkey testicles in <laughs> human beings i love that woman whenever like um <laughs> he comes in and it's like you know she says she's 45 but i'm pretty sure she's 54 <laughs> it's like uh it's funny i thought of um curse mackie so much while watching this and obviously like that's he's finished but you know there's the, the kind of the soviet sort of connection there but even just in like the humor and, and the real like the dryness of it and like I think the comparison with Death of Stalin is interesting as well because um, I haven't actually seen it, but from what I hear... Um, You're missing out, they... I know, no, we're going to watch it after we finish The Americans. Um, we're also <laughs> definitely going to watch Anastasia. Um, oh but uh, <laughs> What a double bill! Um, but I think even that the way that they handle like the darker elements of, of, um, of that movie is um, they don't shy away from it. Like It's not... There's comedy, but they don't make light of the actual like brutality of the regime and everything. And I think this this movie has a similar kind of um, uh, bite to its satire. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, so how we I mentioned I think to you before that there is a lot of symbolism in this yeah. one as well, and there is um, basically the fact that uh, the name Professor Probrazhensky, his war this this name stands for. Um, it's something like someone who changes one thing into something else. So this is how. Oh, he's... that's it, really. Yes. Uh, also, <laughs> the name of the criminal that they would they take organs for the dog yeah. out of. His name was Klim Chugunkin, and his surname the derivative from uh, the same word that stands for uh, steel, which is same as Stalin. It also stands for steel. Ah. So there could be a hint there that that's is basically something how he came to be mm, and as him as uh, let's say so many other functionaries because him or Schwander in the end they put them kind of on the same level so it's yeah. like there was probably even a quote I forgot by who saying like those who were no one nothing mm. became everything and it's yes you could say that uh, pr- professor is has this like he looks down on everyone and he doesn't dismiss he dismisses the fact that some people are poor and it's hard for them and it's he's just kind of lucky to be in his position even though they also signif- kind of mentioned that neither of him or uh, Bermontal come from like very rich families mm-hmm. they kind of sort of self-made men so of course it, it's if you come from like complete poverty or from like the village probably it's harder to get to the university so 
they were in a better position there. I think that in that point it's kind of interesting when they're like talking about murder and sure yeah. that they're like <laughs> we we we're of bad uh, kind of uh, blood as in yeah. like but just because they're like middle class so they're not like workers enough to be like a symbol of yeah. like a worker that rose up through the ranks a murder or rich enough to be like have connections to be able to, to get, get away with murder. it but it's, so it's, it's like oh yeah my my father was like uh, an attorney or uh, this attorney or something and it's like yeah that's not good (laughs) really at that era being proletariat was much more significant already while like yeah like certain kind of origins could lead you to move to france as he mentioned like Mm -hmm. can't go to paris because like like all the royal family just quickly picked up and went to paris (laughs) uh a lot of them like that's what you see in anastasia as Mm -hmm. well uh but yeah they don't have it together in paris (laughs) great times yeah so Paris is beautiful in the rain but it's also worth mentioning that uh, so Bulgakov himself was a doctor Mm. and it's something that actually the only the most known uh, adaptation of his works for the western uh, world most recent one there is a mini series called uh, Young Doctor's Notebook oh you mentioned that yeah Yeah. so that's based on his series of stories called Opium Mm. where he was a doctor in a village a lot of like I read these stories. It's it's pretty like dark. It's yeah. kind of a horror stories, but from real life, including his period of being addicted to opium, big time. As many doctors, <laughs> yeah. you would take it just for <laughs> something. Time, yeah. You had access to it, and then it, it it's very addictive. like Johnny Depp and from hell. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. So it's oh kind of <laughs> uh, the idea is partly that yeah, like Bormental is kind of Bulgakov himself probably, and he's. Uh, yeah. The professor is based on his uncle, who was a doctor. Oh. And there are other people here and there who are based on, of course, on real people. His, his uh, p- patients, even as well, based on someone. I love yeah. the Bermatow's threats. They're, like, great. I have to, like, take them on a notebook. So on a night out, when somebody's giving me a bit of lip, I can... Just gonna, gonna clatter you over the ears. He's just—he has such a great look, and he's yeah. like this little wiry man. But oh, he's just fantastic. Always like immaculately dressed and everything, but like just gets a little bit ruffled every so often. That kind of movie. That the the more we talk about, the more uh, mm. I am getting out of the movie, and I I'm really looking forward to like let it settle a bit, yeah, and then we watching it because I know probably not knowing where the movie was going. I've missed a lot of like really Small great things, stuff yeah. in the like thematic little moments because it's a very dense movie, but not in the not in a boring way. Let's say it's that like almost every frame gives you a little yeah. piece of information. Even the way how the streets are plowed, that when they go to like the poor parts of Moscow, they are they're the the middle of the street is not plowed, mm. so they have to walk in the snow. And then when they're like in the and richer the parts, it's kind of, of like the... in the sun. This yeah. weird sign of the packing of the snow underneath your feet as well is so interesting. And the wind in the background, yeah. it, it's, it's so because of the fro- kind of frost. It has yeah. to be really cold for yeah. that sm- because I mean I've I've had it many times. So <laughs> it it ha- it's exactly how it sounds. I thought it was interesting when you mentioned for the ending, and uh, today I read something myself that I, it does make sense. Like it's it, it's perfect the way it wraps it up, mm. especially like as myself I've written things where it's like the beginning and the end kind of tied together in a perfect circle. It's a nice bookend. Uh, it's perfect that way. If you think in terms of how things were really happening at the time, it does uh, it does evoke of the idea for me as like a Deus Machina a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that like uh, realistically, if there was no such external intervention or even that guy that he knew that accidentally the paper went to him, yeah. that they will be all destroyed. 
and it was the era just before because uh, this new economical politics it was kind of like let's say the thawing of the communist grip uh, because of the just economy was in such pieces that just had to kind of loosen things a little bit to bring some money in to get people fed and stuff like that yeah and then they gripped it back again and uh, so the repressions were still coming and probably uh like those guys the main characters would fall into these repressions and probably be either sent to the camps or shot or something mm. like that so the fact and even the fact that they had Sharikov there who was just becoming a new this new guy he was like bound to destroy them yeah and he was go he would normally destroy them if this wonderful thing did happen yeah Oh, it's just I really I really like the ending. Um, the, actually the um, what's the thing they keep saying? Um, the Granada to Sevilla. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I was like, what? Why did they get so? A it's song? it's like, actually it's a song. It's uh, uh, from uh, the opera Don Juan. Yeah. So he's singing it's, uh, and he kind of keeps singing this aria. And as I read somewhere today, that it, it, of course it makes sense that he's working all his patients. He's working with their like reproductive organs, so it's yeah. like sex related work that he's uh, doing and he's singing opera from Don Juan rejuvenation uh, as yes. he calls it uh, yeah I love that <laughs> sexual rejuvenation very cool so Alex what's your favorite thing about this movie okay so I guess first thing I would mention like for me a lot of the dialogues and monologues of the professor yeah even so and I understand the point especially watching it now that you could see that he's kind of belittling Sharikov and many like him yeah. and I also kind of, I guess previously watching this movie, I missed the points about eugenics, maybe because I didn't quite know what it was. Mm. And I'm like, that doesn't sound very good. <laughs> and now then you understand what it was. Though again, they didn't know, I didn't, they have full grasp on what they were doing. And like, let's say certain things that were like, now will be seen as racist, for example, or mm. like uh, very inappropriate, were not understood that way back then. Uh, but just, I feel like he still represents in a sense, despite of this, yeah, being old world, and kind of very stuck in his ideas. It's still a lot of kind of eternal wisdom. Yeah. That following age. that, yeah. it just, you know, keeps you on the right track. Uh, and I find it actually very amusing, the scene when he says, like, so if you're a woman, you can keep your hat on because by the rules of the time, women <laughs> yeah. could wear hats indoors and men yeah. couldn't. I still remember my school, like, it was, it will be the same. We, like, they will force, I mean, there were no so girls wearing hats school. anymore, but the guys will always, like, take your hats off, it's not allowed. Uh. Uh, but I feel like, yeah, it's just, even when he says to uh, Sharikov, when he says, like, you make these statements about come and share everything, like, like you have to listen and learn, You're, you are nobody. And which is true, it was so true for so many of these functionaries who have no education, no knowledge. Mm. Yesterday, maybe they were drinking somewhere in the street. Now they had these jobs and now they have these grand ideas. Like, mm. you, you can't and do it. And he's like, we are here, like, educated students and, you, you know, like... Uh, like a scientist, let's say you're gonna tell us something like that. I think, in many ways, he still makes a lot of good points, even mm. though yes, he's he how he to is. Check his privilege. He he doesn't quite understand, but yeah, he just doesn't know any better. Let's say at that point, and of course, not everyone cannot live in eight rooms. Yeah, he won't be able. There won't be enough for everyone. Yeah. So it's just, but I also... I, I think, think he also has, like, a lack of empathy for people in other situations. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He yeah. definitely has, like, he doesn't seem to, like, give it a second thought, that's for sure. Uh, and, of course, it's easier, more understandable that you have these nasty characters, like the guys ruling the house, and apparently this kind of 
committees, uh, ruling houses were useless across the board at the time (laughs) by the reports that they were like not doing basically anything and it was just dirt and like everything Mm. was in ruins and the electricity didn't work. Doing the, you know, s- arranging the singing, like that's extremely useful. Partly the, the petty fightings that this movie is so, it's so good in the demonstrating that probably they spend more time fighting amongst each other in the yeah. p- internal politics of the, yeah. of the of the building rather than actually running the building. Yeah, that's for sure. And I think, well, I probably, th- there is a moment today that I saw it before, but kind of rang, especially true for me, uh, thinking of the favorite thing in the movie as well. There is this moment where Sharikov stands at a certain moment of quiet because there is a lot of him running around and staying <laughs> stupid shit and drinking and so forth and going after women when he stops and looks himself in the mirror with uh, holding a candle in his hand, yeah. kind of touching his face, like almost trying to kind of understand who he really is. Uh, it's, mm. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Bojack Horseman, the Netflix series. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love it. And the, the, his line from his theme song, like, I'm I more a horse than a man, or more a man or a horse. And that's who like, <laughs> that's kind of, that's uh, his moment of that as well. Like, who who really am I even? Yeah, there's a lot of existential here. Like, my favorite thing in the in the movie, strangely enough, it's something that the film doesn't do. And I didn't know it until... Alex told us how the book was mm. is that they don't have uh, burnt out doing voiceover for his diary because there's so many movies that are based on mm. books that are like a diary because it's going to be a straight adaptation that they feel that they have to retain uh, the, the, the inner voice. monologue yeah. kind of thing and it would have ruined the movie oh because God, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, the movie does so well visually into like is that kind of movie that the dialogue itself is so focused in the relationship between the characters and it's the filmmaking that tells the story. Mm. And it's not that kind of movie that has the dialogue pointing the audience towards something. It's that everybody has their way of talking and their ideas and their objectives. Mm. And then the filmmaker is the person, like the director is the, the person really holding the reins of what's really being said here by the shots that you choose and stuff. As you, as you look carefully. And I think that that's what I like the, the most about the film is that how it, it says so much cinematically and like I said that like there's so much to unpack in this movie that I don't think you can uh, sit there on, on one watch and claim no, that you yeah. that you've captured everything and knowing how books usually have a lot more that you like Layers. In, in, in that way let's say the film can, can like especially the ideas like that the film is very good at portraying a couple of themes but literature is better at dealing mm. with multiple themes at the same time so uh i'm looking forward to reading the book as well uh but like i said i i, I like the filmmaking uh uh, and uh, the cinematography as well is great mm, and yeah. I can't figure out how they did it with like if you compare this to like 80s American miniseries like North and South or Shogun yeah whenever they, they look like big production values but they look like TV movies mm. you know they still somehow like yeah. you know, whenever we did um, and the band played on yeah it still has that tinge of, t- yeah. of television softness kind yeah, of thing yeah yeah and especially because it's the 80s as well like even TV movies still like like nowadays have that problem but just, I don't know there was just something particularly about the 80s that uh, <laughs> the real like TV look uh, so uh, Orla what's your favourite thing about the movie the dog um <laughs> well yeah obviously the, the dog is, is fantastic um 
But uh, I really, I just, I love like um, the the relationships and kind of the, the way of life and the the kind of like daily operations of this house. And like we haven't really mentioned um, the the two servants. Um, what are their names? Zina. Z- yeah. Their younger girl is Zina. I, I, Daria yeah. is the older woman. I, I just I love they they're they're in it so much and like all the interactions between them is like even whenever they're going through the surgery oh, and everything. When, the, and when Shark tries to attack uh, Zina and Daria goes like if she if he does it to me it's kind of okay because I've been married before but like. <laughs> imagine the time it's 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 really a big deal like you know don't oh. expose yourself to young women uh, yeah like <laughs> but yeah because she's very very young like definitely out in the world doesn't know man um but yeah and and just like the, the the two doctors like their relationship as well like the kind of the mentor and mentor and the prodigy and and like all the conversations like all the interplay between all of them and then like as um the kind of villain of the piece as he comes in and i just it all the all the interactions all like the the, the little like rituals of their of their daily life and like when they have their meals and everything and like everything is such a like ritual and like a big production and uh, I just I really like enjoyed watching like all of all of the different um, the different elements like interacting with each other. Yeah. Um, it's funny actually just before I forget thinking about um the whole thing with like names and everything um and like the layers of the different names the layers of meaning and and the kind of exi- Monsieur. the existential kind of question of it as well do, does remind me so much of the Americans because obviously it's like yeah. people who are playing people or you know it's. Um, with like losing your identity somewhat from fuck you Orla now I have people by Barbara Strauss in my head <laughs> you're welcome um, people but... who play people <laughs> uh, anyways uh, what was your least favourite thing uh, Alex um, it's a bit tricky I guess I, guess I didn't think uh, deeply enough about that I guess it's probably uh, the, the same part of just like of understanding that uh, Pierre Brzezinski is also like as much as like, I'm on his side and mm. for me he he's the hero because like he represents kind of the wisdom and the calm mm. and uh, state of things that is not necessarily perfect but it's just in the way things are working yeah uh, as opposed to chaos presented by Sharikov just like you know like go and disrupt everything everywhere chaos. and uh uh, it's it's the whole idea that even it's you understand that you need to help the poor, but it's also uh, when you just take and share between everyone, it's never gonna be fair because some people actually worked for it, and you're also gonna take from them as well. Yeah. Not only those rich who just were born into it. So it's kind of that's why there's no way to make it fair. But you can also understand that yeah, like he's just not um, his uh, his ideas definitely also don't have the real future. So. Mm. Uh, neither of them represents uh, like a real um, like ideas that can be used anywhere uh, mm-hmm. in the future. It's just not going. I would agree that it's a bit long. Mm. Even the operation when you said I was watching today, it's like, it's do we really need to see that? Is it yeah. really that relevant? Yeah. The f- and you don't even see it. Thankfully, a lot of the details of the gory details we yeah, don't need to see. I was it. happy. Fair that. enough. But like it's like it's not really adding much to the story. Mm. So it's true. If it wasn't made for TV as it was, it had it in two parts. It probably, if it was straight for the cinema, maybe they would uh, like then drop it more. Forty-five minutes instead of two yeah. hours, which would have been perfect, I think. My least favorite thing is that kind of thing that I'm torn between. Why, like mm. that, it's like a perfect ending thematically, but plot-wise, it seems like a cop-on. So I have no idea 
which one second viewing is required yeah like which one prevails over the other is it like thematically more important to have it like for like a perfect thematic bow mm. or is it better to like or is the the like alex uh, mentioned like a the deus ex machina kind of mm. situation uh too overpowering for that moment <laughs> what was your least favorite thing orla just that it is a little bit it's a little bit too long but at the same time like it, it, didn't, it didn't really bother me like it's it's the kind of thing where so much of this is so great and there's it's just so interesting and there are so many layers that it's just it's one small thing but it's yeah like i, I feel that the three of us naming it is because we have to name one because the yeah, structure of the podcast yeah, kind of thing yeah, but it's we not were trapped by yeah, our own yeah, structure yeah. <laughs> that we wouldn't be sitting there going like <laughs> look at our watches go like <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's one of those, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. It's kind of that kind of movie as well. That sometimes I sit down in, to to watching the podcast that I have to watch it because of the podcast, and like I'll go like I'm too tired today. I'll watch it tomorrow, and then it's like I'm too tired today. I'll mm. watch it tomorrow, and then you run out of days to watch it because you have other things to do before. Yeah, you and you just in. have to squeeze so it like, in. I have to watch it to, tonight, and I was like really tired of going to watch it, and then I felt not tired after watching it. Yeah, because like. It really exercises your brain. So, yeah. like, if you're paying attention to it, it's, like, hard to... Like, it, it's more entertaining than a film with a lot of explosions. It's way funnier than oh, a lot God, of comedies. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. uh, and as well, it has, like, like the, the depth as well that you can unpack afterwards with friends talking, like, to, like... A, uh, very good pick yeah there. excellent pick I'm so glad we picked this I'm, I'm, I'm glad you liked it and I kind of had a test run with other let's say non-Russian uh, or Ukrainian people once mm-hmm. in a movie night uh, like one Serbian one Dutch they loved it as well so it was like okay it yeah. seems to be safe enough yeah, it's a that you will get it because sometimes when it's like from different culture you do wonder I know you guys watch all the films from different like let's say yeah. uh uh, genres and like uh, countries as well so probably we're be trying okay. to get them all <laughs> but yeah I was I was hoping that it won't be like a waste of time yeah mm. almost definitely it wasn't no yeah. I really want to make my family watch this actually it's to be a good it's, family um, maybe to throw on some yeah music. like it's a well, it's up there with one of the the most interesting ones or better uh would be in my top five of the films that i hadn't seen yeah before like obviously number one of the ones that we've done is the postman well but obviously <laughs> you can have that one come on this movie just needed more kevin costner that, like every uh, movie without like yeah, kevin costner but, and even movies with kevin costner really needs more kevin costner i want to watch oh that tv show kevin costner never mind uh, that, that's a huge Oof. tangent there um yeah uh so uh it's your pick orla next week um, so you haven't seen le true have you very, i'm very excited okay so le truc or whatever the le true le true is something uh, different as in uh what is it oh i know the truc is definitely different than true is it a bad word <laughs> did i curse it's not the same words anyway it's fine uh as in t-r-o-u so, okay. Yeah, not not try. True. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, where can they find us? Repeat? You can find us on Facebook, The Recommendation Game, on Gmail, The Recommendation Game at gmail.com, uh, at The Right Game on Twitter, and uh, The Recommendation Game is also on the Dublin Digital Radio Mixcloud. So that was it for this week. Thank you very much for coming. Yeah, thank you. On very good Alex. episode. Very was good a pleasure. Episode. Very good. And uh, hope to see you again. Uh, on the show like so I'm sure that in real life <laughs> 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 but 
Well, like after watching this movie, uh, uh, all <laughs> the formalities are kind of. Uh, yeah. Cool. Well. So. <laughs> bye. I was Ricardo Deacon. I was Arlen Vilas. And I was Alex. Alex Matoshko. Thank you for listening. See you next week.